Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst for Knowledge Podcast, episode 59. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we're welcoming back Ryan Day into this motherfucking studio. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I Run On Beer is back, and we had a great episode with him. We talk about his recent uh, Ben & Jerry's Brain Freezer 5K, bad pre-race meals, talk about how we all did dry January. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of upcoming projects that Ryan has. Also, our beer mile that we're going to do. Yes. Oh, yeah, the that's right. Amazing info he had that we all secretly wrote down to strategize. Yeah, I definitely did take some notes when I listened back to this. Yeah. Yes. Um, this guy's very, a wealth of knowledge. A lot of good advice for sure. Yeah. Fun listen. So enjoy this episode. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Dude, I'm jumping right into it, man. So I was watching some of your videos on YouTube. And um, actually, I don't know when it was, maybe a couple weeks ago, but my wife's sitting on the couch and she's like, did you see I Run On Beer is doing a Ben and Jerry's 5K? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I just watched the video yesterday because I remembered. I was like, oh, I got to go look this one up. I First of all, I didn't know that existed. And like living in New England and having Ben and Jerry's right. being fairly close. Is that Vermont? Vermont? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Vermont, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. You eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's in the middle of a 5K? Fuck <laughs> that shit. So is that something that they actually do in Vermont every year? Yeah, so it's a real race called the Brain Freezer 5K. Um, and I believe Ben and Jerry's puts it on every year. Oh um, we just did it because I was looking for something to do. Like by the end of last year with no races, I was just like, I need some fun things to train for. I had just done the beer mile, which I'm sure we'll chat about. Yeah, um, oh yeah. But I was just like looking for something else to do. And there's this guy that I had been following on YouTube, Derek Lakowski, who does all of these. If you've watched any of his videos, he does all these crazy food related running challenges. Uh, and so I reached out to him and was like, hey, do you want to collaborate on something and like do some kind of race? And through research of weird food related <laughs> races, found this brain freezer 5k. Um, it was it actually was not as difficult as I thought it was going to be during the race because you, it doesn't hit you. You run the race fast enough that like the ice cream itself doesn't really hit you. But afterwards for hours, I was just like so uncomfortable. <laughs> what flavor did you pick? I, I went with uh, just plain cookie dough. I was going to say like, do you have a strategy? Like are you going That's like, what, I'm just going to go vanilla. Can you I spend pick a lot any of time flavor? thinking about it? Yeah. So you can pick any flavor, especially since we were just doing it for fun. We were just like, yeah. choose whatever flavor you think would be best. But I went back and forth. Like, is just vanilla good? Do you want something in it to break Some up texture. the monotony of like trying to shove down a whole pint? I thought mm-hmm. having something like salty might be nice because they have like pretzels and stuff in it. Um, but then when I went to the grocery store, they were doing like a massive sale on Ben and Jerry. So almost all of Love it was that. sold out. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I guess I'll just go with uh, the chocolate chip cookie dough. But it ended up being all right. I think the cookie dough slowed me down a little bit just from like having to chew it. Um, And that's, we were very close in time. He ended up beating me by like a minute or so. And I was like, damn, if I had just gotten a smoother ice cream, I could have gotten through it quicker. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, dude, I, I watched your video and then I was like, oh man, you made a great time. I, I don't know if this other guy's going to do it. So I went and watched his video and I was like, oh shit, he like just, he beat you by like less than a minute, I think. Yeah, Something I was, like that. Yeah. when I ran it first and I was so confident having, cause he's on the West coast. So I ran it when I woke up in the morning and I remember finishing and I was just like, I nailed this. There's no way. Like I ran that so fast and I got the ice cream down quick. And I was just like, I just feel like <laughs> I've had it like a inkling that he might beat me in the eating part. But I was like, I feel like I have the speed on him, but he had some very impressive splits as well. Like we were neck and neck. And I think he just edged me out on the, the eating portion. Yep. What ice cream did he pick? He, I think he went with brownie batter. He had something that had like some thick chewy chunks in it. Cause (laughs) and during his video, he like really struggled. He was like, this is very much slowing me down. Like having to chew through (laughs) all the toppings. Yeah. I fucking find sometimes it's a little bullshit, but when Ben and Jerry's are on sale, sometimes you notice when you eat the pint that all the shit's at the bottom. And I think what happens is those things melt, right? And then when it's in a melted form, the candies and food settle to the bottom. Yeah. And then you notice at the very bottom, you're like, oh no. And then you're just eating chunks of shit. The Everything at the bottom. I'm not going to complain because, you know, when you get that treat at the <laughs> Discounted end. Discounted Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what Ben and Jerry's, if you're a worker Ben and Jerry's, they give you seven pints a week for free? And dudes used to go there when the food truck guys were there. They would go to the food truck and they would try to trade their Ben and Jerry's pints they get for free for food. And those motherfuckers would be like, yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> like kind of like a brewer would get like maybe like a, a case a week for yeah, free yeah, or yeah. a case for super cheap or whatever. Yeah, then they use the Ben and Jerry's as currency and they try to trade it for food for lunch. Yeah. Because they get like, it might even be more than seven a week. I think it's like three a day. That's like, seems, that seems like a blessing and a allowed. curse. Yeah, oh, it's definitely. just like, it's so think, great to have it, but trying to get through it all, you're just like, I have to eat it. I don't want to waste. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> being like a fucking super fan of Ben and Jerry's and be like, yeah, and then you're like, you end up gaining like 200 pounds yeah. from working there. <laughs> easily, sounds you brutal. Can easily do that. It sounds fun though, getting that much ice cream all the time. <laughs> yeah. God. Ryan, but what do yeah. you got in that, uh, that glass over there? That looks pretty tasty. So, I just had a friend of mine just made a trip to Massachusetts and restocked oh, on some treehouse. Nice. I'm showing it to the camera. I realize podcasters can't hear it. Perfect storm from treehouse. <laughs> nice double IPA. This was one of my favorites. My wife and I went up there like a, in October, I think, end of October, and yeah. picked up yeah, a, like a variety 24 pack, and the perfect storm was one of my favorites. Nice. nice. I haven't had that one. Yeah, me yeah. either. It's very tasty. Sweet. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to start doing distribution, but I don't think they ever will. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. part of their whole success is well, the crazy thing that happened, well one of the crazy things that happened during COVID with the beer industry was that you saw a lot of these guys that didn't have super wide distribution that now are widening their distribution nets and um, Treehouse is really one of the only ones that I've heard of that hasn't done anything like that at all. Yeah. Which is crazy that they've they've still been able to sustain that. I found 603 and, in, in Lemonster, you know? We had a lot. Like, when we went, we waited in line for, uh, I think, over an hour. Just to, like, by that. We ordered it ahead of time, and it was just an hour to wait to pick up the beer. Like, they're still packed that's, every yeah, day. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. average time. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Crazy. <clears throat> I've had luck. Every time I go there, I'm usually, like, right in, right out. Yeah, I don't think I've been since COVID, though. No, me either. Yeah. 
That's I really want to go because I that was my first time going to the new facility and I want to go when I can actually enjoy it. Like you couldn't get out of your car or anything. It was just oh, a drive yeah. through, pick up your beer. Very yeah. well organized. Like we were so impressed with how efficient their system was. But mm-hmm. I want to go and actually experience the new brewery since it's so big. Sit down and yeah, just they've, chill. Yeah. they've got a cool outdoor area um, as well as just the inside, the architecture of it. It's just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful brewery. Yeah, yeah it looked incredible from the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> God damn. So we have Ryan Day from I Run on Beer. Yep. He's back. Woo-woo. He We're is back. back. <laughs> if you haven't, uh, if you don't know who he is, check out episode 42 of our podcast. We had uh, Ryan from I Run on Beer. It's back in July. Yeah. July? July. Yeah. Or check him out on his stuff. What is your stuff again? <laughs> <laughs> YouTube's, YouTube's probably the best place to find me. Just youtube.com slash I run on beer. Nice and cool. simple. Or on Instagram at I run on beer. And there's links to all my stuff there. But yeah, I was thinking back to the last time we, or I was on, was right before I did, I was attempting my 5K PR. <laughs> and I just remember talking yes. so much about like the <laughs> yep. focus was so much on the strategy. And it was definitely July because it was so hot. And yep. I was like, I got to be careful with the heat. I got to make sure I don't go out too fast. But like, I'm feeling good. And then literally woke up the next morning and went out way too fast. It was so hot and burned out <laughs> like, two <laughs> exactly miles what into you the race. you wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dude, was I was, I was following you on that on Instagram. And I'm like, oh no, he's doing all the things he said he wasn't going to do. <laughs> yep. It was literally, I just remember looking at my watch after the first mile. And I think I ran a sub six minute mile. And I was just like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> like I was hoping to do like 615, 620, I think was my goal. So I was just like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> I was oh, running through sprinklers trying to cool off. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> so did you ever end up redeeming yourself? I did. I don't remember the specific race, but there was another virtual 5k I ran late. I think it was in September or October, much cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, and just barely squeaked out a new 5k PR. I think it was by like five or six seconds, but oh damn, nice. Damn. felt good about it. I'm just, I'm dying to run a real race. Cause it's just the, the little bit of boost you get from a crowd being there, like the little mm-hmm. bit of adrenaline, it makes such even small local stuff. It makes such a significant difference. Definitely. Gets that adrenaline going for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You, you sign up for anything this year? Um, the only, I'm only signed up for a virtual race right now, the hot chocolate 15 K, um, okay. in Philly, which I'm actually super excited about. This will be my third year running it. Um, and one of my major goals from this year, hopefully in the fall, when races I'm hoping are more open, you can find like some smaller local stuff. Now the issue is being so close to New York city, like even local races tend to be pretty large. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's hard to find them, but I'm hoping by the fall, once more people are vaccinated and stuff, I can find a half marathon and a full marathon are going to be like my big goals for this year to set PRs. Um, so the 15 K is a nice like trial for the half marathon. Cause it's a little bit shorter, but you can test out the strategy. So that's my plan for, for hot chocolate this year. Nice. Um, and super cool. Hot chocolate actually asked me to do the, um, I'm doing all of the post-race parties for all of their races for the year. Um, like the, I'm cool. the virtual MC of all of their post-race <laughs> celebrations. Nice. So that's uh, awesome. dude. Yeah. I just sent them all the, the videos and everything. And so I don't know when they, have a race this weekend i don't know if they're going to start using them this weekend but if you register for a hot chocolate race you'll see me on race day doing free giveaways and stuff you're like hey check it out so what what is that what is what is the what do you do are you like is it just like a video you be like hey everybody hope you're excited for this race i'm doing a quick giveaway come get this shit exactly (laughs) like that so it's basically there's like a quick the way i understand it ever a lot of races are doing it differently just trying to 
create some semblance of the in-person experience, even though it's virtual. Yeah. Um, so I've heard from their races, they basically create a finishers group on Facebook that all the runners get invited to. And then throughout the day, they'll post different videos. So there's one that's just like, congratulations on finishing, getting it started. And then they'll have other videos of like live musicians playing, like they have live stuff throughout the day as well. And then they'll uh, sprinkle in some videos of me doing giveaways for like free race entries, free hot chocolate gear, uh, different things like that. That's cool. That's pretty sweet. Damn. Nice, dude. Now, Seth, you recently just signed up for a half, right? Yeah, I actually signed up for two. I signed up for one in May and another one in October. And I'm hoping that, you know, up here in New Hampshire, we've, we're a little bit more spread out. They're also doing um, waves based on what you think your finishing time is going to be, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And um, one of the companies... Um, is a local running store that puts on all these races and they actually did a bunch of successful races last year like during the summer in the fall and it seemed pretty that they everything was pretty successful um that's nothing, good. nothing got shut down so um that that is really good and i'm hoping that even on top of that this year obviously once people are vaccinated and things start to you know open up that there'll be even less of a concern uh, and anything gets shut down because the two other races that I had signed up for last year, both just became virtual races. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully, like you were saying before, just being that in-person experience and that boost that you get from just a little bit of crowd and that kind of stuff, it really makes all the difference of your experience as well as your ability to PR, I think. Yeah. And that's what that's the half marathon is the one that like, I'm really holding out for the perfect race if I can find it. And I think I'm shooting for like middle to end of September, maybe early October. Cause I am, I have guaranteed entry to the New York city marathon, which nice. is the beginning of November that I'm still not sure how that's going to work with 65,000 <laughs> runners. Yeah, that's a tough uh, one. <laughs> so we'll see what goes on with that. Um, but I'm dying to run an in-person half. Um, Cause I feel like I've been so close to a PR for so long and I ran a virtual one at the end of last year and I was only, I think four minutes off of my PR running it just like on my own around the streets. I was like, I'm so close. And I was just running it for fun. Like I wasn't pushing myself and I had a horrible choice dinner the night before so midway through the race <laughs> had to make a, a quick pit stop at a porta potty oh, and kept the time running so the fact, like all of that stuff considered and the fact that i was still so close to hitting pr i'm just like i want to run an in-person half marathon and just obliterate my my old pr nice. so i'm, I'm holding sweet. out to find the right race what was your dinner beforehand there's a we have a local shop shout out to liberty links if you for whatever reason you're listening on long island or you're passing through incredible gourmet sausage oh, um, fuck yeah. All right. they're so good and they had just announced that they had started making their own buffalo wings and so for weeks we were like we wanted to try them and so we were hanging out with friends that night trying to figure out what we wanted for dinner and everyone was like oh i've seen all these posts about the new wings at liberty links we should get that and i was like yeah whatever like i'm just running this race for fun i think it'll be fine so it was wings um Plus, I think I had a chorizo sausage with like all kinds of spicy <laughs> fixing on top. Like it was. That'll do it. Was, it. As I was eating it, I was just like, "There's no way this is going to end well." But I was like, I, I, in my head, I just kept saying, "You're running for fun. Like you won't be running that hard. I'm sure it'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> 
It's uh, funny. That's yeah, it was not ideal, but wouldn't have had it any other way. They actually, they reposted. I like tweeted. If you looked at my Strava map <laughs> where I like was running around a track and then quick ran and jumped over a couple fences. Cause I saw a quarter <laughs> potty like in a nearby <laughs> playground. And so you just see like this random line that just darts off from the track. And I was like, this is where the sausage hit me in the middle of the race. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Liberty links. Thank you. Oh, yeah. that's great. It's, it's better than messing yourself during a race. Oh, and that's God. always oh, yeah. been my like psychological fear going any kind of half or a full shit marathon. in your pants. Did you ever hear about in the Boston Marathon a few years ago? There was a dog who ran the entire marathon. He was he was laying in his uh, front yard, and then he just started like he saw everyone running by, and then he just jumped on a board and ran the entire marathon. Yeah, just followed along. Just follow along. He did the entire marathon like it was nothing. Just a fucking <laughs> re- yeah. <laughs> The owners are like, oh, yeah, that's my dog. He's like, yeah, he ended up sleeping for like two days straight after. <laughs> oh, it's my God. Because he, he just like casually ran, what is it, 26 miles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> fucking dogs, man. Ridiculous. We were Dude, running. Dog, um, sorry, keep going. I, I was just going to say, in grad school, we did a 200-mile a relay race where it's like you get 12 people and you take shifts. Um, Damn. So I think, like it's, once you break it up, it doesn't end up being that much, but you, you have to run like six miles at a time. So a lot of it's just like the sleep deprivation of working it right. out. But in the middle of the night, we're in, we ran from Columbia, South Carolina to the coast. Um, so you run through the boonies, like you're in the middle of nowhere. And halfway through one of the night shifts, these two pit bulls just ran up along one of our runners and followed us the entire, like followed her the entire way until we got to the next trade-off station. And yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Like we got there and the owner was like, oh yeah, that's just my dog. It happens every year. They just follow people, but we'll take them now. But ran with her for like six to 10 miles, I think in the middle of the night. (laughs) Imagine just fucking, that's crazy. I would be worried about those dogs the whole time. Like, dude, this dog's 10 miles away from its house. That's what we were (laughs) so paranoid about. Yeah, we were like, where did it come from? It's getting so far away from home, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. It's owners grabbed him though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, damn. I've definitely been on a couple of runs in neighborhoods and dog, a dog will just like start following you a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, like whip. Where's the owner? Like, what yeah. is this dog doing? Yeah. <laughs> my dog Boris would probably run forever with people, but then my other dog—they're both Siberian Huskies. The other one, you can't get her to run a mile. She'd just lay down and stop. And be like, I'm not fucking doing this. And <laughs> she'd start pulling you, you back towards the house. <laughs> I'm like, you bitch. But what are you gonna do? So, what you guys want to dive into this beer mile? I have so I'm many so questions. I'm so excited to hear Dude. how you guys are feeling and <laughs> what the plan is. Oh, yeah. So we all just completed dry January. Right. All four of us. Yeah. Yeah, you did yeah, too, great. right? Yep. Yeah. So, Ryan, was, have you done a dry January before? So, yeah, this was my fourth year i think looking back different variations of dry january Um, and last year was the only year i didn't complete it we did dry march instead because january was my first ultra marathon and i was like i'm definitely gonna pound beers as soon as i cross the finish line Um, so we moved it to march and then obviously a lot of things happened in march that we were like there's no way (laughs) i'm making it till the end so yeah last year was the only year that i folded but uh yeah fourth year of of trying to do a, a dry month Nice. It was hard. I was, I I think the biggest reason why it was hard for me because I went gluten free. So I couldn't have the NA beers. But, oh, fuck. We also had other components that we had. Yeah, we we were trying. So every year that we've been doing the podcast, we try and spice up dry January just a little bit more than the dry part. So we obviously had the dry part. 
We also had a fitness part and a nutritional part that we all get to choose our own this year for our fitness. But then that will relay on our punishments for our beer mile. Yes. That's yeah. A, yeah, the nutritional components y'all chose. That was the part that I was like, damn, that sounds it's like the gluten free sounded uh, like maybe the worst. <laughs> but the <laughs> I was also like, oh my God. It was pretty fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, I went with easy on that one because I was like, there's no way I can eat these tacos during a beer mile. Like, that's going to be impossible. Yep. <laughs> I was actually the only one I was looking forward to. And I was like, I should lose on purpose because then I get to eat four tacos oh god i don't think that would end well <laughs> i think in your head it sounds good but i think running yeah. after the first lap around the track it's gonna be, be shitty feeling. god damn it yeah so we wanted to enlist you to kind of coach us through because you just had a really successful beer mile yeah like a fucking ridiculous i was like what that motherfucker did what i was, was that under eight was that <laughs> Sub eight. It was uh, it was eight. I think uh, like around eight thirty, or just damn, under, somewhere around eight and a half minutes. I was I couldn't run. Sh- I don't even run that shot. normally. Yeah, I couldn't, dude. I we were talking about it on another. I think we you we mentioned on you on another podcast, or maybe we were just talking casually. But I was like, dude, I don't think I can drink four beers in eight minutes. Never mind also running a mile, which I know I can't run in eight minutes. <laughs> but just drinking those fucking four beers. That was my biggest concern, and that's what like the all I did to prepare for that was just practice. I chugged so many beers in like the the couple weeks leading up to it just to practice because I was like, I know that I'm not good at drinking beer, especially a lot of beer in quick succession. Yeah. So I just chugged a lot of beers just to get used to that discomfort to hopefully because the first iteration of the beer mile I did. I think was 15 minutes, like 14 and a half, 15 minutes. And I threw up so much. Like I just couldn't keep the beer down. It was miserable. It's um, coming. It's coming. Yeah. Fuck. So that's, I was just like, so I was so paranoid. And if you watch the, if you watch the video, right as I finish the third lap and I'm drinking the fourth beer, there's just a split second where you see me like lower the beer as I finish it. And I just pause and you see like, oh, you almost like yes. see it rising in my throat. Like there's just this yes. grimace on my face and it was so close to all going out, like going oh, south no. right there. And then I just like quick shake it off and <laughs> went for the last lap. But it was, so, it was touch and go for the beginning of that fourth lap. It was brutal. Oh, is it a common, is it a common thing? Is that part of the rules where if you puke, you run an extra mile? Or is that just no, what no, we an do? extra lap? Is that what we're doing, or is that a common rule? Yeah, that's so. The official rule is it's four laps, but yeah, if you throw up at any point during the the race, you have to run one additional penalty oh, lap. My God. So if you finish your fourth lap, you could throw up a second after you finish, and yeah, you don't I think have... once you cross the finish line, it's fine. That's you just it. have to make it across the finish line. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is now, it though? Is what it perfect? Beer, what beer did you choose for your beer mile? So I did that was also part of my training. I did uh, some very scientific (laughs) (laughs) trial and error testing. Um, So the beer has to be at least 5% alcohol. So that rules out all the light beer. Um, And so the last one I did was Budweiser. um, And I think that's 5% on the dot. So I had that one in the running. I thought Heineken because I was like, it's got a little bit of like a bite to it. Like it's just not the plain lager. So I was like that because you're also drinking them warm. I would highly recommend drink them warm because it goes down a lot easier. Oh, Um, ice cold. 
I'm gonna so, take yeah, some that, notes so on ice this. cold is very difficult. That was when that we made that mistake on our first run, and just the brain freeze trying to chug the ice cold beer was rough. Um, so I was like Heineken. At least it's a little bit different of a flavor. It maybe won't taste like warm beer. Um, and then Bud Light Platinum has become very popular in like the official beer mile, like the world record holders. A lot of them drink Bud Light Platinum. So I was like, all right, I'll try those three. That's interesting. Um, and just tried like tried it out of a can, tried it out of a bottle. And once I had it narrowed down to, I think I was between Bud Light Platinum and Budweiser. I like was on the Peloton trying to get my heart rate up, and then would chug while my heart rate was up to see what I liked. And the Heineken was disgusting. It was so gross. <laughs> <It was> so- <laughs> <laughs> my hopes. And after the first one, I was like, oh, I almost threw up just chugging one. There's no way that's gonna last. Uh, so went with the Bud Light Platinum. Now, is there rules about how you drink the beer? Or as long as it, it has to be in the device, does so it have to be can, in the can? You can't open, it has to be yeah, out of the original, either bottle or can, at least 12 ounces. You can't open it until you're about to drink it. So like you can't open them to let them get flat. Um, okay, so okay. you just, you have to open it when you're ready to drink. And then you add a bottle or can, it has to be out of the original device. And you can't like use a straw to add air. If it's a bottle, you can't add a air hole in the can, like shotgun style or anything <clears> like that. It just has to be out of the, the bottle or can. Could I and pour that, it? Could I pour it in a funnel and then funnel that beer? <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> no? not. Oh, fuck. You have to drink it straight out of the container unaided yeah, that, by any device. That's why I chose bottle too, because it's easier to f- make sure you get it all out of a bottle. Whereas with the can, it's easier to like leave a little bit. And that's right. what I mean, depending on how technical you want to get. I think Good you're note. at the end, you're supposed to measure all the beer that's left over in your cans or bottles. And if it's totals more than four ounces, that's a you get disqualified disqualification yeah when i was i i actually watched your live stream um and my sister was just like oh hey he's doing it and i'm i'm at home and i was like wow i actually have i can have time to just watch your your live stream there and you you crushed it and one thing that i did notice is when you were drinking out of the bottle like there was like nothing left in those bottles it was very easy to tell i think that bottles really do seem like the way to go to make sure that you're emptying it out yeah plus Um, i feel like you drink it easier from i mean me personally when i'm drinking bottles i can chug way quicker yeah yeah i haven't drank out of a like i don't normally drink out of a bottle i either drink out of a glass or a can but recently when we were doing dry January and I was drinking those double zero Heinekens, yeah. I was getting the feel for drinking out of bottles again. And I was yep. like, ah, oh, way this, quicker. It's a different experience. You know, have you seen though? Have you seen, um, some, I think it's Coors Light. Some, some cans have a system where they allow you to chug it faster. And the can is like a spiral inside and it has an air hole relief that allows the beer to just fucking pour right out of the thing. I don't think there's a spiral inside, is there? I don't know. Like a They're fucking, used, like a, like like a Miller rifle Vor- barrel? No, has Miller Vortex. Vortex bottle. Yeah, yeah. Miller, I remember Miller thing. had the Vortex yeah. bottle. Yeah. That was a thing, but there are some can tops that they have, have like this a weird, vent on the side. They have a vent, yeah. Yeah. I don't... I wonder if those still exist. Would that be cheating if you, you utilize? If it's, I mean, if it's part of the can, I don't know. I would yeah. just try to. I try to go as basic as possible. Keep it traditional. Yeah. Honor our forefathers who created the beer mile. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, I, I was talking to some guys at work. I work in a brewery, and we're talking about the beer mile and the best strategies and best beers and all this. And one of the things we were thinking about were. Um, 
beers that have been uh, nitrogenated versus carbonated with carbon dioxide. Oh, yeah. Because it's a different kind of bubble. You know, it's not as that big, a bubbly, gassy. Beer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder if there's a brew, good... Brew perfect 5% like light beer with nitro and he's like i actually made this custom beer for myself yeah. and it just happens to be canned in a <laughs> vortex can <laughs> yeah i don't i don't guinness isn't five percent though no, is it i think it's just no under. guinness no, I is think it's way under. lower it's like yeah. four two what yeah. i think you what are i think the chug time is important like i definitely tested that out but really what's gonna i think what will make or break you is if you vomit <laughs> like that, that's oh, yeah, gonna sure, be the key is just sure. trying to figure out how to avoid that at, uh, at all you gotta costs. have an iron stomach for sure yeah. how did you that. train for that so that was just i mean it was just chugging i was just trying to get used to chugging yeah and making myself uncomfortable i mean like you it's crazy if you read the stories from like i mean the guys who like i said the world record holders Corey belmore i think has the current record if you watch his world record time it's insane it's like 4 30 i think is his beer mile record uh and so like how quickly they chug but you hear their strategies and they train like competitive eaters where they like practice stretching their stomach they eat a ton of pasta and chug water and then go and run a 5k like they do all this stuff just to stretch their stomach and get used to running with that um but yeah i was just like this seems i don't want to put that much time into it especially if i throw up on the first lap like then it's all gonna be (laughs) it won't be worth it so i just when i could i chugged beers and just got used to it and tried to get back comfortable with the back-to-back chug that's what it was it was like finishing one beer putting it down finishing another Uh, and just fighting the urge to to gag oh my god (laughs) How many beers did you chug in a row during your preparation? More, <laughs> more than two. I think two was the max. I just did like back okay. to back on, uh, and like I said, I built in the, I would be on like a, a stationary bike on the Peloton, just trying to do it with my heart rate elevated to see what that was like. And mm-hmm. also to try to get myself out of breath and then stop and see how quickly I could get my breath back under control to chug the beer. Um, Cause that's part of it too. Like, especially if you're running hard, when you finish, you want to like take a couple breaths just to capture your breath again before you start chugging because if you start chugging right away you're going to choke on it because you're going to want to gasp for air and then inhale the beer instead okay. wait are you are you able to like open your throat and just pour beers down no not at no. all <laughs> you, you, you know what i'm talking about though with guys can yeah. just like literally like swallow a oh pint. it's insane no if you watch my the videos of like because i think i did like beer mile training videos and so if you watch those when you see me chug i had to like lower the volume of the video because a i wore that lav mic that's right against my throat so it's just like <laughs> like it's just like it's so loud chug trying to like struggle through the beer I was thinking about starting training by just having like four or five seltzers like right on my treadmill and just run every quarter mile, just chug as fast as I can, just keep running. But seltzers are carbonated too. Yeah, I did some seltzer waters too, which yeah, they're much higher, higher carbonation, so they're tougher. Yeah. Now, did you feel any of the alcoholic effects as you were doing your beer mile? not as but if you watch the video like by the time i finish it's so funny in like the post-race interview we made jokes about it on the live stream where my wife was like i think we need to end this because you've got drunk eyes and like it was within like five or six minutes eyes were glazed over i started to get real goofy and i mean mean, especially with the the bud light platinums i mean it's only one percent higher but four six percent beers in eight minutes and yeah you're basically (laughs) pretty much an empty stomach also i didn't eat Uh, i didn't eat much because i didn't want that to be a factor during the run okay that was going to be one of my questions was yeah. what was your food like your nutrition preparation and what time of day did you run it 
So I wish I had run in the morning, um, but I had, this was like another factor. I forget how much I ran in the morning, but I think I ran, I'm pretty sure I ran a half marathon that morning because it, I had, it was like part of my training plan. That morning? I was like, all right. Oh God. So yeah, I was just like, God so I was like, damn. okay, so I need it. I need time to recover. But again, for me, like it was just a mile. So I was like, I know that I can run. And I'm not going to be running all out for the beer mouse. I was like, I can do my run in the morning and then recover and then run again in the afternoon. Mm. Um, my Savage, legs were definitely bro. sore, so I would not recommend it. And the hardest part was the diet. And like, I was so hungry by the time that I ran it, but I didn't want to eat much because I didn't want anything in my stomach to upset it. So I, if you're, when you do it, I would do it in the morning so that you can do it on close to an empty stomach. Um, I just, I think I just had like some peanut butter toast or something like that. Just something light to hold me over. Um, and then I have like energy waffles and stuff just to get some light calories in. So I, th- I just snacked pretty much throughout the day. And then Damn. we went to my in-laws right after and I was very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, what are we going to plan after the fucking oh, raid? We're going to do a podcast, man. Well, yeah, we everyone have, was I still think... sober and I was just like giggling the whole time in the corner and everyone was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I just chugged four beers on an empty stomach. Can we order yeah. dinner, please? <laughs> I think we have a plan of like, there's going to be a lot of people with us like just kind of participating as like for fun. Um, what are we the fuck are we gonna do after that shit? We're gonna have so many people with us, and we're gonna have to we gotta, re- we gotta fig- recover and then try and do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, and we gotta figure out. This the big question we have is where, right? Where the hell are we gonna do this? Yeah, so you did it on a straight up quarter mile track. Was that like some kind of school or something? Or? Yeah, so it was it was at an undisclosed school location. Yeah, <laughs> it was like so. That's if you can find a track, it's it's much better to do it on a track. Like you can do it on a street, but there's just yeah. something about, it, especially to make it more official and like running on the actual track just makes it more fun. I think and makes you feel more competitive about it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we just found there's a school that I run on or I run on their track pretty frequently. And so we were, that was also part of the strategy for doing it later in the day. I was like, I don't think anyone will be here. The weather wasn't great also. So that worked out in our favor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just went real quick, did it. No one was there. So it was fine. Um, And then didn't stick around very long afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. Did you have a smaller like crowd? Like it was, was it just like you and your wife and... Yeah, there. So there were just three of us. It was me, my wife, um, and then my brother-in-law came as well. Okay. So uh, my wife videotaped for the YouTube video, and then my brother-in-law was holding the phone for the since we did it on Instagram Live. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna have a little bit of a bigger crowd because we're gonna have five runners, us three, and two other people, and then plus, we're we're all plus another five, maybe another five recording the laps and everybody's run and my vomiting. So and my vomiting. Um, yeah, fuck. I don't know how we could do that. I mean, a track sounds the best. Yeah, it for does. Sure. Yeah, if we can't find a good track location, we're gonna have to find a place that at least we can do a circle. I yeah. didn't think about this before, but at my parents' house, we can utilize multiple properties. Um, th- I mean, it's two or three acres of open yard that we could do. I think that would be the next ideal situation is having a large open And there's a big area. parking lot there. And what we could do is instead of running in the yard, we can run just down the street and then through the cul-de-sac and then boom. I'll show you guys later. Yeah. Okay. And that could potentially even be a quarter mile right there if we measure it. Just one lap. Mm. But just you got to make sure you try not to park, puke in the road when you're running. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was a huge consideration, like where we set up our drinking station and everything too. I was like, mm. if I do throw up, throw up, I want to make sure it's like in a discreet location, not on the middle of the track. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think nine times out of ten, if you're gonna hurl, it's gonna be at the transition zone. It's gonna be while you're chugging a beer. You're gonna be like, oh nope, this isn't ready to go down, yeah. and that's gonna come up. I think by the time you're running, you're usually okay, but it's during those chug intervals okay. that you're chug- gonna lose chuggables. it that makes sense though because the liquid's going in and it's like upsetting or disturbing yep. anything that else that might be in there oh geez so do you it's gotta, uncomfortable uh, <laughs> yeah. so as far as like your training and preparation you mentioned you used you practiced your chugging <laughs> jump, jumping on a, a a peloton to get your heart rate up or at least getting your heart rate up as you're chugging beers what about like as far as strategy for the run itself, have you did sprinting? You, like, what what was your strategy with each lap? Did you practice trampoline science? Because I've been thinking about a lot of trampoline science when it comes to. <laughs> so for me, for the running part, I was like, I knew. I mean, I, I was running so much as it is. I didn't feel the need to do any kind of running training because I wasn't. Okay. I, I was mostly just going for like I wasn't running it at all out sprint. I wasn't trying to break any records or anything. I just wanted, and I knew that I could run pr- a mile pretty fast regardless. Yeah. Um, so I was just concerned with the chugging. So yeah, I, I had done some interval work, so I had an idea of like what pace to base it off of. Um, but I didn't do as far as running training. I didn't do much. Okay. God damn it. Yeah, I was thinking about doing some trampoline work. So, like, chug a beer and then jump on a trampoline, get that shit shaking, you know? Oh, God. And then, like, maybe jump for, like, two to three minutes and then jump off, chug a beer. See how that sits? Jump up oh, and just God. let them sit and just let them just shake up in there and just train myself not to puke. Yeah, I mean, if you want to cross train like that, that sounds great, but I don't think I'll be taking that approach. What about cheek stretching? Have you thought about cheek stretching? No. <laughs> so you stretch out your cheeks, you slowly put more and more marbles in your cheeks or gumballs or whatever. And then as your cheeks get more and more flexible, when you barf, you just keep it in. And then you'll, and then you Force swallow it back, back down. down. Oh, technically, God. you don't, you don't like actually let puke. You just oh, swallow, swallow that puke, swallow that puke. <laughs> That was a mantra in high school. When I was a kid, I did a lot of funneling beers and we'd chug a lot of beers in high school. And, you know, like if you puke now, you're like, you know, you're the laughing stock. You can't puke your pussy or your bitch or whatever. So like a mantra that I used to have was anytime I like funneled a beer or like chugged a beer real fast, I could tell when I was about to puke because the saliva in my mouth would start to like water hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like when you know, you're like, oh shit, I'm about to barf. Like my mouth yep. is starting to salivate. So my whole thing was swallow your spit, swallow your spit, swallow your spit. And I'd say that in my mind, I'm like, oh fuck, here it comes, here it comes. Like swallow that spit, you'd swallow it down and keep that puke in that beer. And it worked, it worked all the time. <laughs> I feel like that mantra is going to be is going to so be hopefully with that'll me. come in handy. Oh yeah. I hope so cuz I know it's coming. I know it's going to come. What I think Fuck. will surprise you if you do throw up is the violence of <laughs> like it is not like a normal vomit. It's like shaking a champagne bottle and just oh my spraying God. foam out because I, it's literally just like it's just it's so shaken up inside of your stomach that it's just bursting trying to come out <laughs> it's, it's a lot of carbonated liquid that you're yeah. putting in your stomach man yeah. yeah it is there was a the so we recorded our whole original um 
Beer Mile, and I went back and rewatched it in preparation for this. And I hadn't watched it since this was back in like 2014, so it had been a while. And just rewatching everyone, and it's that moment you just see them holding the beer back, trying to chug it, and then all of a sudden they just put it down, and literally just a spray <laughs> coming out, and then right back to chugging. Oh, <laughs> oh <God>. no! <laughs> so like, once it, once you're at that point, you already puked. You're running that extra lap. So you might as well just chug it and then let it barf out and just keep going, right? Yep, that's a huge part of the strategy. And that was like going into it, I would say. So when we, just to put it in perspective, when we ran the first one, I think we had five or six people running with us. The person who came in first place and the person who came in last place were the only two people that didn't throw up. And the person who came in first place did, I think, probably like an eight, nine minute time. The person who came in last place who didn't throw up was like, 20 plus minutes because he was drinking so slow trying to make sure that he didn't throw up so you have to okay. find that happy medium like is it faster to just accept the fact that you're going to throw up and just be at peace with it <laughs> or do you slow down your drinking to try to right keep that now, from happening now in the professional leagues if you do vomit you're pretty much disqualified <clears throat> right no no because right? you still have to run the extra lap yeah it's just the penalty but, lap but are they drinking their beers uh, are they chugging their beers after they vomit and then like self-inducing vomiting to bring I have that never, liquid up? I've never seen anyone self-induce vomit because espe- like, especially at that level, once yeah. you've, once you've thrown up, you're out of the That's competition. Like oh, you really? can still oh, finish. Okay. You can still like, you can still finish. Like you you just run that penalty lap. But you, as far as your time is concerned, you, you've got you no chance. You yeah, can't make no up chance. that time. Cause even the fastest runners, an extra lap, is like a, a minute so and i mean when you're dealing with a professional record of four minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds or something like that <laughs> an extra minute there's everyone else is going to finish before you do <laughs> yeah mm. yeah that's true oh, damn. okay do they are you aware if there's any like um handicap beer miles where people are in wheelchairs and they do it I do not know if there is a. That yeah. would be that'd be pretty awesome to watch. Uh, I and guess we'll fast. have to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Rice University, I, I lived in Houston for a little bit, and at Rice University, um, they do a similar thing where they do. They're all smart engineers. It's an like Ivy League school, and they do a beer mile similar, but the engineers they it's a bike mile. Okay. You build your own bike and you build your own chugging apparatus. And what you have to do is obviously the most efficient, fastest bike and the most efficient, fastest beer chugging funnel that they make. And then they do a beer bottle. It's all for fun. There's no really strict competition, but it's funny to see these dudes with like these crazy, like, like bazooka type chugging things and like these crazy <laughs> little bikes that they go. It's really funny. that's weird yeah it's at rice this was like this is probably 10 years ago too when i was told about it and i was like what yeah and they do like a bicycle it's called like the bicycle beer mile or something like that i would love to try that (laughs) it looks fun fun. yeah and they all have like costumes and stuff did anyone oh yeah go ahead oh no no you first i was just gonna ask did anyone like where are we what are the the, oh, are there the penalties involved? Are there? How's everyone <laughs> feeling about the race? For us? Oh, yeah. Well, we have all three penalties. It's obviously, so if we don't do the alcohol, if, we, if you drink, right? If you if, fail your if beer. If you failed dry January, yeah. you had to drink an additional beer on the beer mile. At the finish, at the finish line. line. Yeah. And at, if you puked at the finish line. You would still have to run, you the still have to run so within there, 10 there seconds. There would be a buffer zone after that final beer. 
So if you throw up, then you have to run the penalty line. Yeah, so say that like at the you finish the you go through the fucking finish line, you chug that beer and then you do a 10 second countdown. But that 10 second countdown isn't associated with your finish time. Yep. But if you puke within that 10 seconds, you got to go run, you run extra that extra lap. Yeah. Yeah. Um that was the beer component. If you failed nutrition component, you had to eat a Taco Bell taco. Soft or hard, but only psychopath serial killers would choose a hard <laughs> shell. A plain taco with, in addition to your beer, yeah. uh, for the beer mile. Oh, God. Each lap. Um, Which so pretty four. much guarantees that you're going to throw up. Yeah. So I had a strategy where I would do that, but I think food will help you keep that shit settled. I don't think so. Food only, <laughs> I don't food think only so slows down the absorption of the alcohol. Uh, I suppose. But it absorbs the liquid, too. So now you have chunky. I don't know what I, don't, I think no matter what, your stomach's going to be expanding like crazy. That Oh, that's another point, too. Like, get just burp. Burp as much as you can. as through, Like, while you're running, while you're chugging, you just have s- to burp constantly to release the gas. It'll help so much with the discomfort. Okay. Mm. When I was a kid, people, you know, like you can force yourself to burp. You like kind of like push air in your stomach and then burp. You guys yeah. can all do that, right? Because yeah. you'll need to do that. I can't. I, oh, yes. I, I, I yeah. can't do that. You can't do that? On command, no. Uh, you can't go. Uh, <laughs> I'm only burping because I'm having beers. <laughs> when I was a kid in elementary school, kids would say, oh, if you force yourself to burp, you end up with a higher voice. Like it makes your voice like end up being like more feminine. What? And so kids wouldn't burp. They're like, oh, don't do that. You make your vocal cords what like something. Fucking- That's the most insane yeah. thing I've ever heard. Oh, that was fucking middle school, you know. Like, kids also, are crazy, man. Also, yeah. they fucking cross your eyes and then yeah, someone hits you in the back hits of the your head. back, you're frozen like that. Yeah. You look like, yeah. Hey, man, Mountain Dew's Yellow 5 food coloring shrunk your dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You can't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I have. we haven't proven it false. That's true. <laughs> That's true. God damn it. No, there's a dude at my work. He, this motherfucker drinks uh, three to four 20-ounce Mountain Dews every day. Oh, He's got two God. kids, so. And he's also he going to have diabetes. Loves and triglycerides. <laughs> oh, his, uh, he drinks so much damn Mountain Dew. It's crazy. He's like 40 or 50 years old, too. And he's like, oh, I've been doing it for years. I love Mountain Dew. Oh, I God. feel like there's something about Mountain Dew drinkers where they just go deep. Yeah. Like, whatever they do, they're... They're hard on it. No, 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 no. Just with Mountain Dew. Like, oh. if you like Mountain Dew, you're you're drinking it all drinking the time. It's got like <laughs> fucking seventy five grams of sugar per serving. <laughs> there was this guy that my dad that used to be friends with my dad. Um, what and, happened? Why aren't they friends anymore? Uh, well, the guy actually sadly passed away. Uh, has nothing. <laughs> He's to, fucking dead, Justin. Has, has, has nothing. He was a great guy. Uh, has nothing to do with the Mountain Dew, but he fucking loved Mountain Dew, and. It, and the back of his car, like the back seat of his car, was just littered with empty Mountain Dew bottles. Like every time I saw him, <laughs> like it was a pride thing. Like he's like, you know what? Add it to the collection, exactly, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we never had we. There was a period of my like of my childhood where my parents went on a crazy health food kick, and that was when Mountain Dew was banned in the household. Like we couldn't have it because of the food coloring and all that. Oh, um, but we had an uncle who not Mountain Dew, but Mellow Yellow just oh, had cases wow. and cases so anytime we went to visit him it was just like getting out of dry january it was like oh yeah. my god all the mellow yellow we can drink <laughs> mellow yellow sonny he's got yeah. it again <laughs> 
So speaking of getting out of dry January, what was your first beer after dry January? So my first beer, uh, so I did a live stream happy hour on I Monday. I missed so it. I'm so sorry. I was going to go to it too. I heard all about it. I, I took a like, nap fuck. and I, I overslept. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was, uh, it was, it's weird to do because it's just like, it's you're recording yourself, but then also trying to pay attention to comments from people so you can respond. Um, but I had a 2019 bottle of uh, Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout. Uh, nice. So I cracked that open. That was my first beer. That was another moment where started the the live stream feeling real good, and then by the end was super loose and <laughs> just like okay, <laughs> kind of glossy. <laughs> yeah. So was it a good turnout? Uh, we had like I think ten or so people on, so it yep. was it was a lot of fun, and like the people who were on participated a lot. I think if I do, and I would like to do more in the future, but I think given I mean my channel is still pretty pretty small, so I think I would have to have like a planned program, so to speak, with like stuff that I'm going to talk about, and then right. kind of cut to answering questions. There's not enough feedback coming in to do a whole live stream just off of keeping the conversation going but i think i'll do it for like when i have big events or big races or something like that either Mm. do it the night before or the day after just to to go over the race itself or um answer questions people have about the training stuff like that nice yeah we'll have to um if you keep an eye out on those and then maybe we could all hop on one to get on one that you do and for sure yeah get some feedback and everything and try well well you know let our (laughs) listeners know as well and have them jump on yeah when are you for your beer mile when are you guys planning on like timeline when do you think you're gonna run it we're (sighs) thinking it's gonna be early may probably actually yeah Yeah. we want the snow to be gone for sure we want to definitely have some good weather but we don't want it to be too hot though right 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 yep want to keep it relevant for sure um but we still have to do a lot of uh groundwork right figuring out where it's gonna be we got to get some gopros probably some video cameras and whatnot i would definitely love a gopro like either on my chest or on my head <laughs> where, where do you think the Angled best spot down. is for i think the head. videos like chest or yeah or the angle head. down puke because the i head, think at your head, head would be good because then also when you're chugging it's just like looking down the barrel just like oh <laughs> there you go that's a good idea see this or is put it you should you could sticky a GoPro to like one of the beer bottles. So yeah, <laughs> all right. when yeah, you cool. chug it, you got that shot. Oh yeah. We'll have to buy a couple of them. I'll just, you know what, dude, I got fucking money. Oh, I've been, yeah. I've been busting my balls off. Okay. So one big thing, I want to mention it on our other podcast that we're going to do later, but this, this year, this sober January bullshit made me work because every weekend, if I'm like sitting alone at my house, I, I'm just like, oh, I want a beer. I want to grab a beer from the fridge. So I made sure that like I worked Saturdays and Sundays. So I did side work. I do tree work. So I like do tree removals. So I worked my balls off this month. But the good thing <laughs> is I made like a shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, I'm like, man, maybe I should be more dry January more often making that cheddar, you know what I'm saying? All that camera equipment. <laughs> yeah, we can buy a fuck ton of GoPros. I'll just go and fucking buy like 10 GoPros tomorrow. Yeah, we'll we'll strap them to all our beers. We'll strap them to our fucking heads. <laughs> I'll just put stakes in the ground with GoPros everywhere. And just yeah. go by. Yeah. Most high budget beer mile. Uh, oh my God, yeah. it'd be incredible. How much is, how much is the GoPro ages? nowadays? Like 200 bucks, 300 bucks? They can't be more than that, right? I don't think about that. Probably about that. The newest, I think the newest one, yeah, is like three or four hundred bucks. Is that what you used to record? Did we already discuss this when I went pee? 
No, I no. just so I got one for Christmas, one of the new ones. So I yeah. just got one that that's what I take if in my all my videos from this year. If I have like running footage in it, that's what the running footage. But before that, it, pretty much everything was recorded on my phone. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would like. Yeah, to I mean, get phones some do great work. That's GoPro. The thing, yeah. I mean, the GoPro is yeah. incredible, but yeah, phones do really good work. I would like something if we do start incorporating video in our podcast. I would like some tripods or something. And I think GoPros would be our best bet mm. because they're versatile. So we could use them for like hiking. We could use them for stupid yeah. beer miles and shit. How do you know. how do you solve, like if you're using your phone, I know you mentioned you had that microphone that you taped up like mm-hmm. closer to your neck. Like how do you, because the, the audio is always shit. Like capturing like the environment. How do you fucking get around that, man? Yeah, so for like, so that was why one of my first upgrades was just a cheap lavalier mic that literally just plugs into the uh, headphone jack on my okay. phone. Uh, and so that's what I use if I'm recording with my phone, just as an easy setup. And it eliminates, I mean, it's it was cheap, but quality-wise improved it drastically. So for my use, I had no issues with it. Um, but yeah, if you've watched any of my videos where we've recorded outside, I usually don't, if I'm running, I'm not using the lav mic because it is wired. It's not wireless. Um, and so if it's windy outside or anything like that, you can, Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, so if you could get some kind of like shotgun mic or something like that, just to, with a wind guard to eliminate the wind, that would help immensely. Um, but for the most part, when I'm recording stuff outside, I don't necessarily, if I'm running, I don't need the audio. So I'll just cut the audio out and put music over it or something like that. Okay. I think it'd be pretty funny if we were mic'd up while we were running. So you can hear at least me talk to myself. Swallow the spit, swallow the spit, swallow spit. I'm like, fucking, this is bullshit. This well, that's is it. If you could fuck. get like a, I mean, if you had one person at the transition zone with some kind of camera with a shotgun mic on it, that would be perfect for picking up people like as they come in, what they're saying and everything like okay, that. Yeah. What's a shotgun mic? It fits. It's like a, it just, it's those long thin ones that sit on top of a camera. They're, uh, I don't know oh, what it's I... called, but they just shoot straight. Like it's just, it's not picking it up omnidirectionally. It's just focused in whatever it's pointing at. Yeah. Okay. We could probably set something like that up with the mics that we have. Yeah. Like set oh, up, a, right. set up a station at the transition. Period. An audio yeah. station. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. My house, my dad's house, sound pretty good right now because we got that, all that open space. Yeah, yeah we'll we could set up a booth it. right there, and we'll have our beers there. Then I could puke in the grass, and then you, you guys actually I prefer you to puke in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> puke in my garden, you can fertilize my garlics or something. I got a big ass fucking like acre farm in Lemonster, so oh damn, yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. Don't now, puke on the bees, that's all. Now <laughs> They'll sting your fucking face. I trained them well. <laughs> they don't put up with no bullshit. So I don't think we finished our point. So um, for the three challenges, we, we talked about the beer, the nutrition, and then oh, there yeah. was the exercise challenge, the fitness challenge for the month. Now, uh, James, your fitness challenge was? Workout every fucking day. It has to be lifting or running. Yeah, that sounded miserable. It was miserable. Honestly, all of the physical challenges y'all chose sounded very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Without being able to drink the pain away. Yeah, it was wicked bad. (laughs) I mean, gluten-free, you couldn't drink any of the NA beers. I couldn't drink any NA beers, dude. NA beers got these motherfuckers through. that was a game changer, Ryan. Yeah, this was the first year that I did NA beers during dry January. And it was awesome. I preached. Yeah, I'm sure, I, yeah. I preached NA beers the year before. Yeah, just to scratch that itch. Just like, oh, oh, I want a beer. Let me just have one real quick. Exactly. <laughs> it's good enough. Yeah. It is good yeah. enough. Yeah. 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 So not having that was pretty. Seth, tough. your your exercise challenge. 
it was to run a hundred miles during the month, which I've done before. And it's not, I don't want to say like I, for like somebody that runs regularly, like you do a hundred miles in a month, isn't a huge accomplishment, but it still is difficult, especially when you're doing all the other, when you're working regularly and you have all this other stuff to make sure that you're getting all that mileage in. Um, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. <clears throat> and you and, sta- you said you kind of like stacked it too, right? You were planning to run longer and longer towards exa- the end of the month. That's correct. Yeah. So previous, the last time I did the hundred miles in a month, I spread it out evenly. I was like running three a, miles a day, like 3.3 right? 3 miles, like most of days. Yeah. And one of my goals for this year is to run at least the distance of a half marathon every month for the year. So I knew that I would have to at least get one half marathon mm-hmm. in during the month of January. And I knew it was probably going to be towards the end of the month because I wasn't really that trained. I slacked big time in uh, <laughs> November and December of last yep. year. Like I just, it, I don't know if it was the compounding COVID and all that stuff, but I, I fell off harder than I normally do during <laughs> those months. So I know I was kind of like going against myself, but um, I, I picked it up and um, I ran a half marathon on January 31st. Nice. Damn. <laughs> he didn't fucking fit in. I was like, dude, this motherfucker better, better break a leg because yeah. I'm, I was like, let him, I was like, please God, let him roll an ankle at like mile five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause to be honest, to be fair, Ryan, like Seth is the runner of the group. For like sure. he's the favorite oh. to win the beer mile. There's no question. <laughs> he's going to win. No question. No, no question. question. <laughs> I'm so, going to train too. I'm going to go hard from now, probably February to when we run it. I'm going to be running more and I'm definitely going to be chugging beers. I'm going to be prepping for this. I'm definitely going to prep myself. They're still going to fucking lose to this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I really need to practice my chugging though. Yeah. Like, well, so like- you mentioned like training for the running. And I think the only, so if, instead of thinking about thinking about it as a mile it's four quarter mile runs basically so like that's you want to get good at the 400 meter and you want to find the pace that you can run it so that when you finish you're not gassed like you're you're pushing yourself but you finish and you can very quickly get your breath back under control so you can chug that next beer okay instead of thinking about it as a mile run like how fast can you run the mile how quickly can you run a 400 meter dash so if you i mean for practicing wise i would do some 400 meter repeats and just see how that feels and get good at doing those in pretty quick succession okay that's a really good piece of advice actually yeah. i'm actually gonna, <laughs> i'm actually thinking about now if i plan ahead and i get them to do the mile at my dad's house i can put a series of booby traps throughout the yard <laughs> and then maybe i'll know avoiding trip the booby traps oh, trip wire talking some spike pits <laughs> all sorts of shit I'll, I'll i'll put my bees like underground and if you like disturb them they'll come up and oh sting your ass. i'll put my chicken somewhere and fucking <laughs> god damn it yeah okay okay that's good that's good so um my exercise challenge was to it was it was called the 100 push-up challenge now i think we talked about this on the previous podcast but um there's this if you go online there's like this 100 100 push-up challenge and there's this program that you can follow for like six weeks or so and the idea is once you complete the program you should be able to do 100 push-ups like perfect form no problem whatsoever so I actually just had to prove to these jabronis <laughs> right before our podcast that yeah. I could do 100 push-ups. 
and the stipulation, the criteria we put in place was 100 push-ups within five minutes. Yeah. Or 100 push-ups, no time duration, but without breaking plank position. Yeah, and if he failed... Yeah. You'd have to wear this fucking giant ass vest 20, while we do it. 20 pound oh, weighted vest. You'd have to do the beer mile. <laughs> if any of us fail. And it's just, if any of us fail, we have to wear that fucking vest. 20 so. pound weighted vest. And it feels way heavier than I thought it would. That thing feels like fucking 30 bricks. That's yeah, a lot of pounds. God <laughs> yeah. to yeah. run so, with. <laughs> 20 pounds extra on your beer mile. I was Ugh. prepared to drop 20 pounds to offset the weight of the vest. <laughs> Uh, had I not completed it, but we, we you fucking did it. We all did it. So that's awesome. That's yeah. a, that uh, I tried to do that hundred push up thing. I don't remember how many years ago at this point, but I think on like day twelve, I just blew out my shoulders. Like I just remember I woke oh up the next day and I couldn't move, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't do any upper body work." <laughs> Jeez, yeah, uh, it was tough, man. Yeah, for sure. Did you make it, like? Uh, to the end of the challenge or were you just the last week of the program i i like stopped listening to the guy and just did my own shit okay um yeah because i was basically the the way his program was laid out is towards the end you're doing like actually like 10 or 12 sets of push-ups okay with a certain number or whatever and i had to rethink that and condition my body to do everything within five minutes yeah yeah so, rather than doing a hundred successive push-ups yeah 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 so no well, handicaps damn. for any of us we passed oh awesome so yeah. yeah no tacos no weight vest no extra beer none yeah so ryan is it impossible so you did an eight minute eight and a half eight minute. and a half minute beer mile mm-hmm in your experience, let's take a an active person, semi-trained. What do you think an average time would be for them? So I think it's really just it it really just comes down to what your mile time is and what okay. your beer chug time is. So like my time was pretty much equal to the fastest time I could chug a beer and the fastest time I could run a quarter mile. It was ba- oh, okay. like if you think about it, it was like a six minute mile running. And then about 30 seconds of chugging for each beer. Um, so that's how I think you have to break it down. Is it, as far as your pace running, again, like you don't want to be going a full all-out sprint. It wants you want it to be controllable so that you're not gassed after each lap before you chug. But once you figure out your chugging time and what your average mile time, you just put you put the two together. Okay, um, and that that should be pretty accurate, barring any kind of vomit penalty lap. <laughs> <laughs> what about that final lap? Would you recommend a sprint then? Or would that? So that's, what, that's what my plan was. I was like, once I get that fourth beer down, I'm just going to gun it. Um, and yeah, like if you watch the the video, the when I start the fourth lap, that was as close as I was to throwing up. So the first 100 meters, 200 meters of that last lap, I was crawling. I was going so slow because I was like, this is all coming up. This is not, oh, I don't man. feel good at all. But then <laughs> I made I made that turn at like the 200 meter mark. And once I was like, once that beer had settled and I was fine, then I just opened up and sprinted the whole, because I was like, I, you re, you realize, like you feel it click in your brain. They're like, okay, I'm past that feeling. I'm not going to throw up. I can open up now. So okay. that should definitely be the strategy. I started off a little bit slower. So I, I think I could do it maybe a little bit faster, especially if I could be more confident in my ability to not puke. Um, 
to run a little bit faster early on. But yeah, I definitely held back early on in the running to make sure that I wasn't going to throw up. And then once I knew I was safe, opened it up to sprint out that last 200 meters. Perfect. Was there any point after completing it, like later in the night at all, where you thought you were going to throw up? No, no like once, not at once all. You got I was past just, it, you were good. Yeah, once I got past it, I was good. I was just starving and very buzzed. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I was just like, I, gonna get I mean, there. that much beer on an empty stomach. I definitely didn't feel good. Like, yeah. I felt like just light and free from being drunk, but I was also like, this feels not good, having <laughs> knowing that I have no food in my stomach oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> okay. God so do you have any crazy challenges coming up this year that are off the beaten path rather than just the, uh, you know, your half K, I mean, your half marathon PR or anything? The biggest things coming up, it was hilarious. Cause after I did the beer mile and then I did the, the Ben and Jerry's, I had so many friends being like coming up with all these absurd food related <laughs> challenges. And I was like, guys, I don't want, that's not what I'm most interested in. I like those like every once in a while, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I have a lot of running goal, running specific goals. Um, so stuff that I have coming up. The only thing that's officially definitely happening is in April, I'm doing something called the four state challenge. Um, and I decided to do that because my coach has been messaging me about it for a while. It's something that he's been familiar with, but it's not an official race. You can just do it on your own. So I don't have to worry about COVID canceling it or anything like that. But it's, there's a, uh, a stretch of the Appalachian trail. It's 40, a little over 43 miles but it crosses four states. So you start mm. in Virginia, you run across West Virginia and Maryland, and then you end in Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, and so the goal is to run four states in 24 hours. So I was just like, uh, he, uh, like I said, as soon as I heard about it, I was just like, damn. that sounds very cool to be able to say, like I ran on foot across four states in less than 24 hours. That's um, pretty awesome. And so that's what I'm training for right now. That's the, that's my kind of my A goal for right now. And then that's going to be end of April. After that, beginning of May, I really want to run a hundred miler. Um, I've it's been I once I ran my first ultra marathon, I was like, I think I want to do a hundred miles, but it's so intimidating and it's almost double the hundred K. So it's it's oh, definitely God. it's yeah. like it's definitely terrifying thinking about. But I've been talking to my friend who I ran the Bandera hundred K with, trying to talk him into it. I found a race that's very close to where he lives, so we can just stay at his house and do the race. And it's not technically a hundred miler, it's a twenty-four hour race. But if you run a hundred miles, you get like a, a special thing that says like, Hey, you completed a hundred miles in less than 24 mm -hmm. hours. Um, and it's a, it's like a two mile loop that you just keep running. So I think it'll be mentally challenging since you're just doing that same loop over and over. But at the same time, you can have complete control over what you're eating, like calories right. that you're taking in right, when you're hydrating. Right. Cause you can just have a station set up for your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but the race hasn't officially opened registration. It's in Michigan and they're waiting to have the state confirm all of their COVID protocols. So if that gets approved, then hopefully he and I will be running that, that hundred miler in May. So those are the two like obscure main goals I have for myself in the spring. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's coming up, man. That's coming up quick. I, I, I'm terrified. Like there's, there's <laughs> no way. I mean like the, the Bandera hundred K went way better than I was expecting. Like in terms of how I felt afterwards, I felt great. And I was just, I keep, Every time I do one thing, I'm like, all right, what's the next thing? Just looking for that breaking point. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm like, a 24-hour race has to be it. There's no way I can make it <laughs> through that unscathed. Um, so I think Jesus. I did the math. Like to do it in 24 hours, you're basically looking at a 14-minute mile. So if you run some and walk some, like I'm oh. sure it'll be a lot of kind of hiking. And it'll mostly just be about 
getting through the aid station quickly and just don't stop moving. Just keep mm-hmm. going and and we'll we'll see. <laughs> hours, I figure what if I don't the... think about it, it can't go wrong, right? Right. Yeah. Jesus. I remember it was uh, last year you did, was it last year? It must have been last year. Yeah. You you did the Goggins challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. In, oh, uh, that's right. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. 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 October, I think it was October. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the the whole reason that I did that. So yeah, it's the God, David Goggins challenge. He design he does it every year and basically designed it as a, it's mostly a mental challenge because mm-hmm. most people, as long as you have a decent running base, the idea is you run four miles every four hours for forty eight hours straight. So it's a total of forty eight miles run over two days. But the hardest part is the sleep deprivation because you're like you have to run every four hours on the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to time out when you're eating. And so once you cross a certain threshold, it's miserable. Like the running itself is doable because it's only four miles, but you're exhausted. Like you just want to eat. It's very hard to balance basically living two days where you're running every four hours. Um, and so I wanted to do that as kind of a taste of what the sleep deprivation would like, having to schedule my meals and figure out the nutritional con- um, component of that as kind of practice for hoping to do an eventual hundred miler because that Mm -hmm. becomes so important in those longer duration races, managing the sleep deprivation and managing the nutrition throughout. Um, so it was a good test. Um, but obviously, I mean, I think at least I got to sleep during that. So (laughs) So the actual hundred miles will be much worse, but he's, he's doing it again. I think I just heard he's doing like a, they're doing a nationwide Goggins challenge, I think in March, offer charity. And so it's on my radar, but I'm like with the four state challenge and wanting to do a hundred miler, I don't know if I want to sign myself up for the Goggins challenge, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's tough. But like I said, if you have a good running base, it's approachable. Um, mm. and you just kind of have to force yourself through the suck and just <laughs> get through it. But it feels great once you're done. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's wild, man. That guy's crazy though. That guy's crazy. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> off his shit. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no he's nuts that's and i remember that when i finished that right after i finished that there's a theme here we went to my in-laws as well um and i was just everyone was like hanging out and i was just in the corner like a zombie after and everyone was like what's wrong with you and i was like i haven't slept in two days i have no i've just i just ate enough to survive like i need food i need to sleep and i think after that i think i slept 12 hours the night after like once we got yeah, home nice. i just like passed out and slept through that's funny okay. that's crazy it was rough yeah those mental challenges man Uh, yeah like running a a 5k a half marathon like you test yourself mentally even with those short distances i can't imagine Mm -hmm. something like a hundred miler or obviously you it's everything's building off of it right you like you were just saying you you get to this next step and you're like okay how can i break myself next like what's Mm -hmm. the next step and that's, I tell people that all the time is like, they, I get so much when you talk about how much, especially now, like how much I train and the races that I run and people are like, I, I just can't imagine that. And how do you get up and run every day and stuff? And I was like, when I, the, when I ran my first half marathon back in college, I finished that race. And I remember people talk about, they run their first half marathon and immediately they're like, Ooh, when am I going to do it again? When's my full marathon? I finished that race and said, 
I will never run. Like I did one that was great. I will never do that again. Like forget <laughs> a full marathon. That's miserable. I was so, I hated that race so much. Um, but then you make it through enough time that you forget about how miserable the finish line was. Uh, and you learn from the mistakes and just keep it. Like you said, you just keep building little by little. Mm-hmm. So it was half marathon to marathon and even marathon to ultra. The training didn't change that much. It was just more time on feet like allocating a little bit more time each week or instead of just running once on the weekends running twice um but it's just those kind of like little incremental increases to get to the the new challenges so i'm hoping that's how it'll be for the 100 miler but i'm sure it's just gonna (laughs) be awful (laughs) and do you have any cross training or anything you do other than running to kind of keep you in balance i guess so I, I never cross training has always been one of my weakest points. Um, before I started working with a coach when I was, that was, uh, the old, the first race, it was a half marathon I did in 2018, I think, or 2019, I did a half marathon. It was the first time I was training for a PR. Like I knew I wanted to run a fast half marathon. So I incorporated speed work and cross training specifically just biking once a week to add that in. And the whole idea behind that is if you're running four days a week and taking three days off, instead of taking three days off, you can bike on one of those days and you're not working the same muscles so you don't have to worry necessarily as much about overtraining, but you're adding another cardio workout in so ideally your body can handle more stress without necessarily putting as much stress from the impact on your legs Mm -hmm. um that's really the only time i've done cross training i've biked now and then for little things um but it's i just usually on my rest days i just want to rest and i know the the benefit of it in my brain but then when it comes down to it i'm like "Ah, i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) i tried to incorporate it that was like a, a side challenge i did for myself in dry january was i was like all right every day that I have that's a recovery day, I'm at least just going to bike for 30 minutes on our stationary bike. Mm -hmm. And that I made it through the first three weeks, but then I just had like some soreness start in my feet and then in my knees because I was doing also January for me was very intense running interval training. So it was every workout was basically sprint intervals. Uh And so by the last week I was like, I get the importance of cross training, but I, I need rest. Like I just need to rest my legs and figure this stuff out. So gave up for the, the final week man yeah crazy yeah it's all a balance (laughs) yeah exactly i'm tired (laughs) i'm tired of listening to running Uh, it's making me sleepy i need more beers though oh the beers are gonna help Uh, make you not sleepy the beers are going well maybe some vodka red bulls down the road when we do that's my go-to like if i know it's gonna be a long night of partying the vodka red bull my wife hates to hear me say that she's like it's not good for your heart and i'm like yeah but every once in a while when it's just a fun party that's that's all you need to keep it going (laughs) yeah but all that cardio you're just helping your heart so exactly it's like like a workout yeah God. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Um, I actually, so um, I recently in December started wearing a heart rate monitor. I got the whoop strap. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yep. Yeah. And I've, um, I've never worn a heart rate monitor continuously before. I never had a running watch or anything like that. And just the insight that it's given me in these couple of months of how a night of drinking like affects uh, my heart rate changes and my respiratory rate and all that stuff is 
really actually very eye-opening. I was wondering what your experience was. I know I always see you posting uh, pictures of your running watch um, on Instagram. Yeah. How do you incorporate that and learn from that? That was honestly, when I did the first dry January and why I continue to do it. So the first time I did it, um, my drinking was much more, much less moderated. Like I went through, it was right out of grad school. I had just got my first job, just gotten married and just moved to a new place. So I didn't have like any chance to think about healthy habits or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I just settled into a routine and that routine usually involved like at least one, usually two, three beers with dinner, like just going to bed. And my sleep was hor- like waking up in a cold sweat was a normal. <laughs> I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's just where I'm at in life right now. And the first dry January, I had a Garmin watch. So like you mentioned, monitoring the heart rate and seeing how much my sleep improved and my heart rate, my resting heart rate plummeted during the month of sobriety. And I was like, oh, maybe if I paid more attention to how much beer I'm having immediately before going to sleep, this mm-hmm. could make some positive changes for the future. Um, but yeah, now every month when I do dry January, that's just the normal is like throughout the week, my heart rate stays pretty steady, even still like I'll have a beer with dinner or something like that, but I'm not like drinking a lot on Mm -hmm. the on the throughout the week and then on the weekends if we have a night out instead of being a resting heart rate of like 50 it's a resting heart rate of like 65 70 for that night and you feel it like you just wake up the next day you don't feel well rested so um, i definitely appreciate through dry january how good i feel going to sleep early and actually sleeping through the night and seeing the real very real impacts that has on my sleep quality my breathing my heart rate etc like it is incredible how such a small change can make such a significant difference yeah it's wild man like coming out of dry january and seeing how great my numbers were after having uh like two beers on february 1st and then waking up the next day and seeing how it affect i was like oh crap <laughs> like this is a significant difference and that's i think like the just the the difference between having one beer at dinner to having that second beer yeah the impact on your sleep and heart rate is insane it's yeah. it's it's wild especially huh. after coming off of zero beers yep. and like your tolerance is completely shot it's like oh crap yeah two yeah. beers yeah <laughs> God, no, it's nuts. I highly encourage if anyone doesn't have a, like hasn't ever monitored their heart rate, if you get like just so many watches do it now or like a yeah. heart rate strap or something like that, it is, it's nuts to track. I might do it. I looked into Whoop, but I was like, oh, 30 bucks a month. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just buy a Fitbit for like a hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. You can get it that same it. heart rate monitor. Yeah. 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 So, so much stuff has just that wrist based, wrist based heart rate monitor in it. It's, it's pretty easy to find. All right, dude. Ryan, uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah, plug away. Yeah, like I said, check out the YouTube, youtube.com slash I run on beer. Uh, I've got at least one video, usually two or three coming out each week with updates on all things training. And so I just shifted focus of now. It'll just be covering training for this four state challenge. Um, so yeah, YouTube and then find me on Instagram at I run on beer. Everything's just I run on beer. So Google it on your favorite social media platforms and you'll probably <laughs> find me. How's How's the merch shop doing? It's good. Uh, we usually we've had we had like a big uptick last year, um, and then hoping to promote it more this year. I cleaned it up a lot. I use like a drop shipper, so they can just basically put your logo on everything. And I definitely went overboard when I first made it, where it was just hundreds and hundreds of products. So it was like that paradigm of having way too many choices. But it's cleaned up a lot. Just like simple sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, all that good stuff. 
Nice. nice. You got any uh, uh, tank tops, like running singlets on there? Yeah, there's tank tops. Nothing, no real like performance stuff. There's some of okay. like that tri-blend where it's a mix of like cotton and polyester, which feels okay to run in, but yeah. no strictly no strictly performance gear. I All just right. want a well, man I'm, I'm going to get a dude tank and yeah. I'm going to run it. I'm going to wear it during our beer mile. Oh, nice. Oh, hell yeah. yes. <laughs> the, the, uh, the trucker hat, I think, is our top selling item. Just a nice trucker hat with the I run on beer on top. Beautiful. Cool. Keep nice. the hair out of your face while you're running. <laughs> when I need that, I'll have a fucking mop by then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks, yeah, man. thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. I yeah. Like I said, I'm just excited to see how this goes for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Definitely. Any questions, let me know. <laughs> you got it, man. run run tired yeah i am ready to drink beers and run a mile i'm not quite ready yet oh i'm not ready ready oh okay just like right now i'm ready to drink okay yeah yeah yeah. i'll run i'm ready to win all right i'm ready to win (laughs) i'm ready to not win i'm expecting to not win well that was a great fun episode yeah so many thanks to Ryan again for being on for a second time. Mm. And we're doing the QC portion now. Yes. So many tips, so many tricks. Because that's what happens at this part of the episode. Because we're professionals. We want to quality control our shit. Yeah. So the first thing I want to QC, um, I just thought of this QC in the last like 30 seconds, I think. And... Um, Justin was uncharacteristically swearing in the intro of this episode. He doesn't yes. normally do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I just wanted to QC the intro. I think that's the first time we've QC an intro. I'm fired up. I'm fired. <laughs> Ryan's a great guy, man. Fired up for that knowledge. Yes. Yeah, so we'll get into the QC now. And what I've got, and I thought that this was crazy. So during the episode, we're talking about the Ben and Jerry's Brain Freezer 5K. And James had mentioned that Ben and Jerry's employees get to take home a shitload, shitload. of free ice cream. Yeah, yeah. And he's right, man. <laughs> they get to take home three pints a day. Yeah. Damn. Did, that, I, did I talk about how they were trading that shit? Yes. The food trucks? Yeah, okay. you did. Yeah, yeah. You did, yeah. That's so wild, dude. Three a day. Yeah. You know how much that is a week? If you work seven days a week, that's, three times seven. That's twenty-one. Yeah, I'm just thinking that in terms of calories. <laughs> that's three thousand calories a day. Oh my god. Yeah, that's nothing. If you eat. ate all those pints You'd, for the week, you would probably you would gain at least minimum like four pounds a week. <laughs> <laughs> you get fat as fuck, man. Oh, that would Jesus. be pretty amazing. I though, wonder if, if there's any cream. employee that does that. Maybe more. You might gain a little I bit more imagine. weight, but still. I can't imagine either. 21 yeah. of those in your freezer every week you could have. But that's if you 
work seven days a week. Whatever. Five yeah. times three. You have 15 of those fuckers in your fridge That's every still week. a lot. That's Wait, still a lot. So if you're working five days a week, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's four, four and a quarter pounds a week you'd gain. If you, if you, if you if, didn't exercise it off or something. Yeah. If, if, if everything that you ate for your normal meals yeah. and your normal exercise routine, if you're exercising and you're everything you're, you're doing at your normal pace is maintaining your weight. If you ate all that Ben and Jerry's on top of that in that, in those weeks, you gain four and a quarter pounds. That's wild. Each week. Yeah. Fuck. Well, if you want to bulk, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> three, three. I don't think I could eat three in a day. No, definitely not. I'd be diarrhea in the toilet. One seems easy. Oh yeah. I could do definitely one. do one. Yeah. I might do two. A day though? I could do two in one day, but I couldn't do two a day. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a pint in my fridge for like five days now, and I'm only like, dink, that much in. Yeah. That that was about an inch for those of you who are only listening, which is actually all of you. (laughs) It would be very weird if you could see us right now. (laughs) So the next part of QC I have is that in the episode, I said that I was signed up for two half marathons. Now- Mm. That was true at the time of the episode. It became untrue at one point because one of those half marathons got canceled, mm. which is unfortunate, but is now true again because I signed up for another one in its place. <laughs> <laughs> so that really doesn't matter to anybody. <laughs> but, you know, to keep standards high at uh, Thirst for Knowledge podcast, I had to mention that. So the next thing is you guys talked about how this dog just ran the Boston Marathon. Mm. I tried to look up that story and couldn't find it. It wasn't recently. I think it was a few years ago. Okay. So as far as I know, that's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> you heard it on this podcast. It was fucking totally true. I remember seeing it on the news. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. The next thing I have is the current record for the beer mile, which I'm pretty sure we mentioned the last time Ryan was on. Mm. But I just want to reiterate that for any new listeners or whatnot. And I've also got some extra tidbits on it that I don't think I had last time. So the current world record for the beer mile is four minutes and 33 seconds set by Corey Belmore of Canada. That record was set on October 31st of 2017. Now, I I watched the video because they have this uh, on YouTube. And I was trying to like peek at the beers that the guys were drinking and from what I could see from the video, a guy, because there was multiple people doing it, um, there was a guy drinking Budweiser, a guy drinking Bud Light Platinum, a guy drinking Blue Moon, and then I couldn't recognize what Corey was drinking. And it turns out he was drinking Flying Monkey Beer, which is a Canadian brewery. I've actually had some of their beer before. I've gotten it when... I've made trips to the Buffalo, New York area because yeah. you can get it over there. And I don't know what type he was drinking, but you can go to beermile.com, which has all the info, info for the world record holders and also all the information on people that have run like official beer miles and what beers they've drank. And it just said blue uh, flying monkey beer. It didn't say which flying monkey beer he was okay. drinking, mm. but it was a flying monkey beer out of a bottle. The next tidbit I have that I got from the Beer Mile website was the five most popular beers run in the Beer Mile. And from one through five, it's Budweiser, Pabst Blue Ribbon, Miller High Life, Coors, and Heineken. Damn. 
Wait, Miller High Life, Coors, those are all five percenters? Coors Banquet, probably. They, yeah, they're, they, they, <laughs> must, they must be if they're beer mile beers. Yeah, they got to be. Yeah. Ham is drinking a Coors Banquet right now. He's looking at the bottle to see the Five percent alcohol even. It's exactly five percent. <clears throat> wow. <clears throat> okay. You going to drink one of those? I might. I like the little stout bottles. If you could find one with like a fat ass opening... It just pours down quicker. I don't know. <laughs> so the next thing I've got is James said he was going to be going hard. Hard. For his training. Are yeah. you going hard right now? Not yet. I mean, I'm looking at you. You kind of look hard. Thanks. I'm like, I'm kind of, if you want to feel, it's a little hard. <laughs> now, uh, I've been kind of fucked up with work, so it's been fucking my schedule up, but yeah. I'm hoping that winter's over now because last week we had that windstorm. I yep. was there for like 40 hours straight. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I'm in the mood set of going hard. So yeah, I'm going to go hard. Nice. So the last bit of QC that I have is a correction. And this is because we didn't have this piece of information yet. But during the episode, Ham said that there were no failures for any of us during dry January. That is incorrect because- wait. We oh. didn't know that James had failed yet. Secret, oh, secret. Fuck. Because we recorded That's right. this episode just before we recorded our Foking Wet February episode. <laughs> yeah, and I fucking failed that yeah. shit. I failed my workout challenge. James failed the workout challenge. So, what does that so mean? he will be wearing 20 pound weighted vest. The 20 pound weighted vest, yes. Oh, During the beer month. During the beer month. <laughs> You're going to puke so hard all over that vest. <laughs> I think I'm just drink a milk, a bunch of milk before. Yeah, coat your throat like it'll soothe your stomach. Yeah, before you run, <sighs> it smells so bad. Oh God, yeah. cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all I've got, gentlemen. I got nothing. I don't have much. All I have to say is, you guys, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Don't forget to fucking leave us a goddamn review on Apple. Yeah, Apple we need a stuff. new review. We, we haven't to... had a review since like last October, guys. Give us Come some on. love. Get at it. Are you Dude. guys even listening to the QC? Rate, rate us, review us, and subscribe to this podcast on any of your favorite podcast streaming applications. Yes, please. And again, thank you for listening. See you guys later. Farewell. Adios. Sausage candles.